Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. And welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about extended family responsibility. But before we jump into that topic, I would like to take a moment just to remind you of PeaceWorks University. You know, PeaceWorks University is our online membership community, and it is full of resources that I know uh, you will benefit from. If you're looking uh, to grow in your response to domestic abuse from a gospel-centered perspective, uh, then PeaceWorks University is for you. From the master classes to the success paths, uh, to the shepherding team conversations and live Q&A and the rich community uh, that's all part of PeaceWorks University, I think you're going to find exactly what you're looking for. If you are benefiting from the things you're hearing here on the PeaceWorks podcast, well, PeaceWorks University is your best next step. You can find out more about PeaceWorks University by visiting our website, chrismoles.org. All right, so today's question is about familial responsibility. What role does the family play? And so uh, let me turn here and uh, I'll read the question to you as it's written. If a church does not engage to help or protect a victim of domestic abuse, doesn't the biblical mandate of caring for that victim fall next to their family? Obviously, it's wise to get church leaders and other helpers involved but what role should a victim's um, adult child play if the church is not actively protecting or supporting the victim? Okay, so it gets more specific. So let's let's start with the more general aspect of the question and then work our way into some specificity. So I think the, the first thing I might even just qualify or clarify in this question is I don't I don't think it has to be sequential as far as who helps and when. So there's a... Uh, it feels as if the question is saying, well, if the church doesn't help, isn't the biblical responsibility then fall to the family? And I, I would say I don't think you have to wait or operate sequentially. I think as believers, uh, it is uh, our responsibility and um, our calling to step in and stand in the gap for those who are hurting. And so uh, I just want to make sure that we're clear. I don't think a family member has to wait for the church to um, engage or disengage or adjudicate or determine anything. I, I think it is uh, completely acceptable for a family member to step into relationship with um, the person being harmed. So uh, parents embracing adult children who are victims of domestic abuse or an adult child, as the question goes on to specify, embracing and helping a parent or a cousin or an aunt or an uncle, I, I, would, I would think that for believers, the mandate to care, as it were, fall, were falls on all of us. So I certainly wouldn't uh, put it into a sequence. Uh, and I, I'm not sure if the questioner was doing that, but I did want to clarify that if the church does or does not engage, I think there is definitely a place 
for family members. Now, I understand that family dynamics are different, and perhaps you are an extended family member watching uh, a destructive relationship play out before your eyes, and you're not welcome or perhaps don't feel as if you have passport into that situation. And you may be limited at that point uh, to prayer, to availability, to a ministry of presence or availability in which maybe all you can offer is, I'm here for you when you need me, when you're ready, I'm ready. And that's good work too. But I also want to recognize that there are some closed systems within the church community, within the larger church community, that perhaps would have you believe that you are limited in your response until the church does their job. And uh, again, the church being the people of God, I'm far more inclined to say, if you have passport, if you're welcomed to help, if the victim in this case is looking for assistance, then you should feel free to step into that scenario, um, whether the church has engaged or has not or is disengaging uh, or not. So the first part of the question, you know, if the church does not engage or help or protect the victim of domestic abuse, doesn't that fall next to the family? I, I'm going to say let's let's put those two together. I would hope and pray that both the church and the family would be engaged in the response. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be lockstep all the time. I mean, families are just as fallible as churches, and it is possible that we'll be navigating a lot of opinions and assumptions and um, clarity or lack thereof. And I said this recently uh, at an event discussing with a people helper who was uh, frustrated that during an intervention and these long processes of, of change and confrontation and healing, if everyone likes you, then you're probably doing something wrong. At any given moment, any, any participant will have, uh, be upset with you, and that's okay. Like if, if no one is angry at you, then that's actually a, maybe a red flag. Maybe there's, there's something that, that needs to change because these these events and these instances and these interventions and these cases involve a lot of people, a lot of complexity, and a lot of emotion. And, and we should recognize that. And rather than trying to reduce or mitigate the discomfort that we feel as helpers by limiting the responders, uh, I think we might be better suited in some cases to embrace the discomfort of complexity and understand that Yes, family and church uh, is appropriate, or, or one may be more appropriate than the other, depending upon the the response or the way folks are responses, responding. Excuse me. Uh, the questioner goes on to say, obviously, it's wise to get church leaders and helpers involved, and I would agree. But what should a victim's adult child? What role should they play? And this is a very specific angle that we want to lean into a little bit, and. There is no handbook or formula, and I want to be really clear because it would be, I guess, easy but inappropriate for anyone to say, here's the four things that an adult child of a domestic abuse victim should do um, because every situation is different and every relationship between adult children and their parent is different. And 
so there's all kinds of, of different responses or categories or barriers to respond. So when the questioner says, what role should an adult victim's child play if the church is not actively protecting or supporting the victim? Uh, the first is we're making some assumptions right here that the adult child is equipped to do that. And we should recognize that adult children of domestic abuse victims face uh, similar consequences to the victim themselves. They face a lot of the complexities emotionally. Uh, let's say that dad has been emotionally or spiritually uh, restrictive or coercive uh, to, to mom, uh, then that could have colluding effects on the children to the point that the children also participate in the abusive behavior. It could have um, effects in which the children uh, are limited in how they can respond because maybe they're even as adults experiencing threat from the quote-unquote abusive parent. And so not every adult child is in a position to help or to help effectively. But in the case of this question, we're making the assumption that they are positioned to help. And I think one of the things that they can do is be honest. So for an, uh, an adult child who's seeking to help and you're in a, a situation like this, um, one of the things you can do is just honestly articulate and self-reflect on your own experiences with both parents. And that could clarify a little bit to the church community or to the people helping community that, yes, uh, and let's do use the husband and wife scenario we used earlier. Yes, mom has her issues. And yes, mom has responded poorly in A, B, C, and D. But the way in which she was treated by dad has led us to believe, right? Or dad's coercive control has been so restrictive that just be honest as an adult child of an abuse survivor that you recognize human complexity and that no parent is perfect. But in this particular scenario, you recognize that one parent has used power, position, coercion, and control to limit or diminish the other parent. And that honesty will give your, um, your parent, who is the, the victim of abuse, I think, hope. I think the second thing beyond honesty that you can do is be reliable. If you really are attempting to comfort and care for, let's say, your mother in the scenario that's laid out here, uh, you can be present and available. Now, we all know as adult children, uh, most of us have limitations as to ways in which the ways in which we can care for our parents. And those limitations are based a lot on the relationship and a willingness to be heard and so on. There are ways in which you can be present, be a listening ear, be a sounding board, um, be a safe place to go. Uh, a regular coffee date or a tea date could be a, a wise thing to set up on the schedule so that mom has a safe place to disclose information and process the things that she's hearing perhaps from the church community if, if we're in that world that the questioner seems to be in. The, uh, the latter part of this question, I think, adds a little bit more clarity, says, you know, what role should the adult, the victim's adult child play if the church is not actively protecting or supporting? Then I think you can, along with perhaps your partner, your husband or your wife, be a place of safety, 
uh, for your mom in the scenario that, that we laid out earlier? Is your home open? Is it welcoming? Um, you could be a voice that perhaps could engage in the church in a little bit more protective measures. For instance, if the church has been perhaps slow or the church has perhaps been less deliberate than perhaps your parent needs and you're part of that church community, it could be acceptable for you to have a discussion with the pastor, elder, or leader in charge to say, I'm just not sure we're doing enough or I need you guys to understand the ways in which my family is buffering uh, this dilemma. My family is taking on some of the responsibility. So, yeah, big questions, a lot of big answers, but I guess the heartbeat of it is this. We would hope that the church, recognizing that it's full of fallible people, would step into situations like this and care for your parent in a loving way, although usually an incomplete way, but in a loving way. We would hope that family would be just as engaged in that process of safety and support. But when one of those avenues, when one of those vehicles is not available to the victim, um, we would recommend that they rely on the other. If neither is available, uh, then I do think it is important to recognize that there are services outside of the church, uh, outside of the extended family, that do go beyond the reach of a coercively controlling individual. I bring that up because, you know, we have worked a lot of cases over the years where people are positioned in such a way that they can carry out acts of coercion and control and threat and fear with little or no consequences, with, with impunity. And sometimes they are so connected within the local church that there's no way to be hurt or they're so influential over the extended family that there's um, no way that anyone can escape. Uh, and it's difficult to confront. And maybe that is when you reach out to resources outside of the family or the church, such as community-based resources, shelters, counselors, uh, spiritual friends, or ministries, such as Call to Peace or, uh, or Peace Works. Um, but again, to hone in on the question, you're an adult child, your mother is suffering, maybe at the hands of your father or perhaps a stepfather. Um, there are roles that you can play uh, within the confines of that relationship if your mom is willing to be a safe place, to open up your home or be a listening ear or be a sounding board or be an advocate or be a resource to connect them to good advocacy. But certainly you don't have to wait on the church, you can engage uh, at the level that your parent is willing to let you engage, and you should prayerfully walk in uh, prayerful dependence and reliance upon the Spirit uh, to care for that family member well. I know it's not a complete answer, but it is an interesting question as we see extended family sometimes being the only resource for victims within the local church, and they play an important role and really shouldn't be second fiddle to the community, but should be kind of hand in glove with the church community and caring for folks that are suffering under the weight of domestic abuse. Well, I hope this has been a helpful uh, interaction today. I really appreciate everybody who makes the PeaceWorks podcast kind of part of their routine. If you are benefiting from what you're hearing here on the PeaceWorks podcast, uh, would you do us a favor? Would you rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform you're listening on 
asks you to do. Uh, that helps us out. It lets them know how much you value the work that we do. And uh, again, we're so thankful that you're willing to be part of uh, the PeaceWorks family with us. Thank you guys again for being part of the PeaceWorks podcast. Until next time, God bless.